Disney Plus Day 2022 has officially been announced, but what can we expect from Marvel? Plus, my thoughts on She-Hulk potentially taking place during the blip. Right now on 15 Minutes of Marvel. There was an idea. Because if we can't protect the Earth, you can be damn well sure we'll avenge it. We're gonna do this all day. What are they called again? Annulax batteries. Harvey Larry batteries. As far as I'm concerned, that's America's ass. I control the truth! Mysterio is the truth! Boom. You looking for this? What is up? What is up? And welcome back to 15 Minutes of Marvel, the only podcast that gives you Marvel reviews and news and rumors in pretty much 15 minutes. I'm your host, Ethan Simi. Today on the pod, I'm talking about She-Hulk, and I'm talking about Disney Plus Day 2022. Now, you may notice I sound a little sick, slightly nasally, and uh, it's allergies and coming off of a cold. So don't worry. I'm in the clear. I am healthy. I am safe, and I feel totally fine. The voice is just sticking around a little bit longer than I had hoped it would. Uh, so hopefully... Uh, you and I, we can both just bear through this uh, nasally version of myself and and get right down to what matters, which is the Marvel business of the day. Two very big topics today on the pod. Disney Plus Day 2022 was announced and some She-Hulk fan theories. So I'm going to talk about Disney Plus Day 2022 first because it was it was officially announced that it is going to be taking place on September 8th, 2022. That is just one day before the D23 Expo begins on September 9th. I think the September 8th date is intriguing for just a couple of reasons. Number one, that is the day that the live action adaptation of Pinocchio, which we just got our first trailer for a couple of days ago, premieres on the streamer that very day on September 8th. Uh, But it's also one day before D23. So I'm curious to see how they structure this Disney Plus Day and then D23 Expo, what they reveal on Disney Plus Day, what they keep for the Expo. Uh, my my guess is that we're going to see shows and uh, animation and things like that kept to the Disney Plus Day. Obviously, things that pertain to the streamer itself. And then the big box office releases getting talked about at D23. Now, I want to read the official statement about the day from Disney. Then we can do a little speculating because I do think that this official statement tells us some good information here. It says, The global celebration of Disney Plus Day will return on Thursday, September 8th, 2022, leading into D23 Expo, the ultimate Disney fan event presented by Visa in Anaheim, California. In celebration, the streaming service will host special experiences for fans and subscribers and will premiere new content from its marquee brands. In addition to Pinocchio, Disney Plus will announce more Disney Plus Day premieres from Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and National Geographic in the coming months. A lot of information in that little bit of a sentence there, and I think it's worth breaking down for sure. The first thing that catches my eye is the special experiences for fans and subscribers. Obviously, I have no idea what that means. I I mean, I don't think we're talking about some like red carpet event or anything like that, but... If it's in the same vein as last year, if we're talking about a Twitter thread where everything gets announced, could definitely see some giveaways. It would totally make sense for them to give away uh, subscription services, a year of, of paid Disney Plus, essentially, or things like that. Because at the end of the day, Disney Plus Day is not really about content. Disney Plus Day is about ensuring 
that there is content on the streaming service platform and that Disney is selling you to stay on board for another year. They are telling you, hey, all these projects are coming down the line. You should stick around on Disney+. Plus. Don't go anywhere because they're all coming and it's all about subscriber count at the end of the day. Um, I think the other interesting thing is that it will premiere new content from its marquee brands, including Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and Nat Geo. Um, whether that means actually premiering something like I am Groot and just dropping something out of the blue, I think that would be a really fun thing to do at the end of the day or the end of the few hours. However, this ends up taking place this year. Um, or if that means like, hey, Werewolf by Night, it's coming next month. Here's the premiere date. I don't know. So we will see. But a lot packed into that little statement there. I have five predictions for what I think is going to happen on this Disney Plus day. So last year in 2021, we got some dynamite announcement. It, it, it was a wild ride. It felt like it was just popping off constantly. There was always something. And for those that don't remember, it was indeed a Twitter thread. So it was just the Disney Plus account. You turn on those notifications. That way you get a push notification every single time that they announce something like Echo, Agatha House of Harkness, Marvel Zombies, or X-Men 97, um, and things like that. And it was just one big Twitter thread. And Everybody was retweeting and quote tweeting and talking about it and using the hashtag. And I think that's another important note here um, is that it is about dominating social media for that day. It is about the social media impressions that Disney Plus makes on everybody that participates in this. And I know that uh, at Damon tweet got at me and said he would prefer a, a stream instead of a Twitter thread. I totally agree, Damon. I think that would be really nice and, and enjoyable, kind of like a, a Disney Investor Day, right? Where we got our first look at Kenobi. We got our first ideas of that show happened during Disney Investor Day, during the stream, and we got to see the trailer. I think something like that would be fun. If you do a stream, it takes away all social media impressions. It takes away from them owning the day. And at the end of the day, it is about them owning this cultural moment. So I don't, I don't foresee us getting a stream even though we might want one, I don't think it's going to happen. Last year, we also got 14 minutes of, of a special, essentially, that was released on Disney+. Plus. We're laying all of this info, giving us cool footage of, of things to come. So keep that in mind about this year. Here are my five predictions that we're going to see on Disney Plus Day this year. Number one, I do think that we are going to get another 14 to 18 minute special like last year with all sorts of footage. But I think the footage is going to include things that were announced last year. I'm talking about Marvel Zombies, possibly X-Men 97, the Spider-Man animated series. It's possible we could see some Echo footage in there as well because those things were announced last year and we don't have anything for any of those. We have one still for Echo. That's the one thing that we have basically from what was announced last year. Um, so I think we've got the potential for a lot of that footage. And in, in conjunction with that, I do think we are going to get a, a Secret Invasion teaser, sizzle reel, uh, release date. So that's my prediction number two. We are going to get a solid release date for Secret Invasion. And seeing that it's the next project after She-Hulk, I think we're going to get a sizzle, reel, a sizzle reel. I think we're going to see some footage here. I do think we're going to get a solid release date for Echo 2 and Ironheart could be on that list. Um, at least a more solid than than what we have now, which is essentially nothing. Um, so 
I do think we're getting Secret Invasion stuff. I think it's coming. And what I think would be really, really cool is if they had an awesome marketing campaign to go with Secret Invasion, right? All of this show is based off of misinformation and mistruth. And you can have a really fun marketing campaign where you put out a bunch of different posters that have a bunch of different release dates. One of the posters features Nick Fury and it's got a, a particular release date. One of them features a scroll and it has a particular release date. One of them features a new character of the absolutely stacked cast that we have in this show and then features another release date. I think that would be so fucking cool because then, A, you don't know what the real release date is and it's kind of exciting. Like, that's kind of exciting for me. It might be annoying to other people and they might just like want the release date. I get that. Um, Disney will tell you the week before it comes out or whatever it may be. But that would be so much fun because then that would play into the show of, look, it's all misinformation. We don't know who to trust. We don't know who's good, who's bad, who has their own intentions. Um, boy, I'm going off on a secret invasion tangent, but man, that idea just came to me. I feel like that's a good idea, but I also feel like that's one of those ideas where like, I spit it out and people are like, no, that's, uh-uh, we're not, we're not going to do that. But I'm going to stick to that. I think that would be really fun. My third prediction for Disney Plus Day 2022, I think we're getting a season two announcement of Moon Knight. And I think we're getting a timetable or at least a um, specific month in which season two of Loki is going to come out because production on that show is starting soon. We could potentially also see a season two announcement for Hawkeye. I think this is less likely, but Disney did submit it to the comedy category for the Emmys yesterday, meaning that a season two could be possible. Prediction number four, I think we're getting a teaser or a trailer for the Guardians holiday special. It is likely to premiere just a couple of months after Disney Plus Day takes place. So a clip or a like a three minute clip or a trailer from this project would totally make sense. It's being teased by James Gunn pretty consistently that we're getting original music, which is absolutely wild um, and stuff like that. Prediction number five, I think we are going to get title cards for Okoye, the Wakanda series and the Daredevil series. I think we're actually going to see real title cards for those. Um, I, I want to mention, mention one more thing here when it comes to Disney Plus Day. Adam Barnhart, good friend of the pod, um, got at me on Twitter, uh, works for comicbook.com, great guy. He said, it's likely that we're going to get a Secret Invasion trailer and release date, um, an Echo teaser, a sizzle reel, and things like that. Things that he is hopeful for. Announcements for the next three to four Disney Plus shows uh, to film, which would be the Daredevil uh, show and the spinoffs from Black Panther and Shang-Chi. So we would get that Okoye, that um, kind of Wakanda Forever show. Those two are the spinoffs there. And then the Shang-Chi, the Destin Daniel Creighton uh, directed show that is set to take place with the Ten Rings. I think that would be fun if we see something about that. Um, Adam, I hope we get those two, man. That would be really fun. I think Disney Plus Day is shaping up to be really fun this year and could include some really cool things. Um, and, and I, I guess I'm just hoping we get more solid substance than last year. Last year, we just got those announcements. That was fun, but we haven't seen any of that stuff come to fruition. And the slate over the next three to four years is absolutely just packed. I mean, it's just so many projects. There's so many things. And I don't think you need more projects. I think you need to entice people about the projects that are coming and have already been announced and that are already on people's radar. So I think that would be important. Uh, whatever the case may be, Disney Plus Day, it's taking place. It's going down on September 8th. Find me here on the pod talking all about it on September 8th. It's going to be a fun time. Second topic of the pod here, brought to you by Mike Zego. 
patron and great friend of the pod. He tossed this topic to me last week about She-Hole taking place during the blip. Now, this is a fan theory that is out there. I had not heard this until uh, Mike got at me. So, Mike, I appreciate you for sending this to me, man. This is exciting. Um, There's not a whole lot of substance here, but I do want to break it down because I think there's things worth mentioning. So, there is a fan theory out there. This fan theory states that She-Hulk will take place during the blip. Um, Let's work through this together here a little bit because now that we do have a trailer for She-Hulk, which um, there is is now an improved CGI version out there, uh, which is very interesting. I think that is good. Um, There are some things to notice here in the trailer. So just a couple of things. Number one, Hulk does not appear to be wearing a sling in this trailer for the show. Now, as we know with Hulk, after reversing the snap in Endgame, he was left injured and in a sling. And when he shows up in Shang-Chi, we see him in human form, but he is still in a sling. So the gap between seeing him in Endgame and being smart Hulk and having his arm in a sling, and then seeing him in Shang-Chi and being back to his human form, but still having his arm in a sling, obviously something takes place there. And the fact that he does not have a sling in this show, if this show were to be set during the blip, that would make sense, right? Because he would not have injured his arm yet, and thus it wouldn't be in a sling. Thus, we'd be essentially getting this blip period that we would be dealing with here. Second thing to note is that with Benedict Wong reprising his role of Wong as well, this makes sense to be set in the blip because he was, Wong was a huge part of defending Earth during the blip when Strange was gone, right? That's a huge talking point in No Way Home and Multiverse of Madness. I mean, that is how he became the Sorcerer Supreme. He was defending Earth during the blip. So if this show were to take place during the blip, that would make sense, right? We haven't really seen a a lot of the MCU taking place during the blip. We've seen a lot of things post-blip. Now, Kevin Feige has, however, confirmed that Secret Invasion will be set during the blip. We don't know what that project entails. We don't really know what is going to take place and, and where that is going to push us. I think that being confirmed that it's set during the blip is very interesting because I, I totally expect that that storyline will take us to this kind of post-apocalyptic five-year flash forward that we get when we are in Endgame and kind of the post-blip world that we see. So I personally love this idea of seeing Wong, Banner, and Jennifer Walters maintaining really the status quo on Earth while lots of our heroes are gone. I think that is a very interesting um, kind of storyline that we can play in the MCU and say, look, Strange is gone. Spider-Man is gone. All these people are gone. How do, what do we do? What do we do during the blip? How do we do this? If we are heroes that are left here that were not blipped, what is our responsibility? Where do we sit? And how does all this get taken care of? I think that could offer a lot of really intriguing kind of emotional storylines when it comes to emotional trauma and responsibility and things like that. We know that the world turns from uh, essentially a regular world to a post-apocalyptic world during this five-year span right here, right? I want to know how and why. I want to know how quickly do things do deteriorate? Is everything fine for four years and then one year like shit hits the fan and we just go, we just lose it. We go crazy. Like, is that what secret invasion is about? Is it about we were able to maintain a regular world and then this kind of secret invasion storyline happens, scrolls, 
all of this misinformation and things went down the hole. I think that is super interesting. I also think it it could be a benefit in limiting the amount of outside interaction in terms of other heroes showing up or cameos or other events taking place at the same time. We have this consistent fear now that it kind of that Eternals has happened of not recognizing these events that have been happening, right? Because the the events of the Eternals are not really mentioned in any other projects yet. And I feel like that's a, a thing that a lot of people talk about. I'm okay with it. I think it's fine. We have a massive universe. We don't always need to refer back to every single event that takes place, but this could help with that kind of continuity and with that. So this theory makes sense to me that, that She-Hulk is going to be set during the blip. I'm adopting it. And I think this is great. If it is the case, we're definitely going to find out in the first 10 minutes of the first episode. I think a possibility here for intro to She-Hulk, we could see a post blip, kind of like a flash forward when it comes to Jennifer Walters, She-Hulk, Wong, Bruce, anybody like that, getting them in some way, shape or form during the timeline that we know, which is a post blip timeline and, and using that as a flash forward, then we go back. Then the entire show takes place before that moment. And we try to figure out how did we get to that moment of inevitable distress or something happening that really ropes us in. I think that would be a very fun way to start this show and kind of add this mysterious element to it of like, wow, we're getting something we've never seen. And this is a new timeline for us. Whatever happens in this show. I love this theory. I think it's a a hugely untapped time frame in the MCU that you can tell some cool stories in. I think it's going to be really fun. And I I definitely now have sold myself on the idea that She-Hulk will be taking place during the blip. And if it if it's not, I might really be disappointed by this show. I just I hate to say it. I might really be setting myself up for failure here. Um, luckily, we don't have too much longer to wait. We do have Miss Marvel coming first here in just a, a couple of weeks, actually, basically a, about a week here, which is very exciting. I will have a Miss Marvel primer podcast coming out this Friday, and then we've got Miss Marvel starting up next week. So uh, stay tuned for everything you need to know about Miss Marvel going into the show. Uh, very exciting stuff. I think this is going to be a pretty fun show. And happy Pride Month. Happy Pride Month. Today is June 1st. It is the official kickoff of Pride Month. Um, I I am so proud to celebrate Pride Month here on the pod. And even though I don't identify with anything of that nature, I support all of those who do. Um, So be yourself, be loud, be proud. And if you need someone to talk to, I am here to talk to at 15 Minute Marvel on Twitter. You can also hit up my personal Twitter at Ethan Simi. DMs are always open. Um, And you know what? This is a, a loving, friendly community, and we are all here for each other. What do you expect to see during Disney Plus Day 2022? And when do you want She-Hulk to take place? Hit me up on Twitter. Let me know at 15 Minute Marvel. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on any major podcast platform. A huge shout out to the patrons of the show. Brandon Clark, Hajir Shakib, Reagan Knopp, Alec Peacock, Ben Lahorn, Corelli, Christina, Mike Zago, TJ Zorch, Jessica, and the newest patron of the pod, Carlos Freitas. Thank you so much, all of you, for supporting this podcast pod they all get access to bonus episodes every single month and they are pretty fun i must say so go check out the patreon and uh support this podcast i will see you back here next time i'm ethan simmy and remember always go higher further and faster